Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Military families are not like your traditional family. They are strong, brave, resilient, and some of the most incredible people I know. My name is Gracie, a U.S. Army brat, and I am your host. I am honored to be able to give military family members like myself a place for them to share their stories and experiences in the military life. Stay tuned for this week's guest. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Grace of Military Child in Life. Today, I'm here with Hannah, who is a military child. So, Hannah, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Good. Um, I'm doing good. Thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited to have you on. And, you know, we met a couple weeks ago, but I, we really didn't have the time to dive deep into <laughs> what military life is like. So, yeah. um, kind of just give me an overview of what what military life has been like for you? For me, it was, I wasn't involved in it for super long. My dad passed when I was six. So, you know, I had the, I was in like Fairbanks and I, a few other places. And then we moved to Fort Bragg and um, yeah, that's, so there was some moving and yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry to hear about your dad. Um, that must have been so tough, especially at a young age. Yeah, I think definitely like it did leave kind of a hole in my life, especially growing up. And then like more recently, I feel like I'm it's weird because like I it's been so long. Yeah. And um I just sometimes forget that like maybe that's why I'm so like anxious or whatever. And I'm like, why am I like this? But I had like this tragedy happen to me when I was a child and that was rough, but. Right. Yeah. And even as a six-year-old, like, um, you know, I'm very fortunate that my dad is still here and I was nine when he got hurt and you know, at that age, you know, six and nine are very different ages. You can't really compare the two. It's like apples and oranges. But, yeah. you know, at those young ages, it's like your brain isn't fully processed and it's mm -hmm. not not fully done developing. And so trauma happens and trauma strikes and you can't avoid it. Like it's like it already happened, but um, trauma strikes and then you have to continue on with mm -hmm. life for the rest of your life as you knew it. And even if that means that a person who literally your, your parent, like mm -hmm. there is no words to describe, you know, the connection between a mm -hmm. parent and their child and losing a parent, especially at that such a young of an age, it's mm -hmm. hard to comprehend. So you kind of unknowingly suppress it. Yeah. And then you move on with life. And then, you know, I'm sure it would hit you, you know, in school when somebody would say, oh, yeah, I'm my dad and my dad and my yeah. dad. And, but then <laughs> you get to this age, you know, we're all adults now. And it's like, oh, like yeah. this really happened. And I didn't deal with it because a six-year-old can't deal with trauma like that. Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, it's it's an interesting sort of 
experience to grow up with because it like you said it is like you don't deal with it when you're six because you're six like yeah I don't even know if most six-year-olds can like wrap their heads around that kind of thing and then like you go through school and like veterans day like Mm -hmm. they're singing like all the military songs and then like you freak out and like have a panic attack or I don't know if that's like everyone's experience but growing up that was like a pretty consistent thing like each each year around yeah yeah and it was kind of embarrassing to like you know start crying about that in front of all of my classmates I think that I mean I can see why it would be embarrassing but I also think that it's it's just something that's emotional now you know yeah those sorts of things like and it's something for me at least it's something that I find pride in you know mm-hmm. and you know the national anthem like stars and stripes red white and blue it's like something that I'm just so prideful in because mm-hmm. again like I'm very thankful my dad is still here but like I've seen the sacrifices firsthand you know I've mm-hmm. seen the casualties that have happened and I've seen the the injuries and mm-hmm. you know all the way from you know something as simple as a broken bone all the mm-hmm. way to like, you know, the man I work for is a quadruple amputee. Like, you know, so the wide range of that and, you know, 70% burn victims. So, mm-hmm. you know, you s- go through life, especially at that young of an age, appreciating, I think, a lot more. And so while, you know, breaking down, having a panic attack, it is you know, yeah. it's very embarrassing, you know, anyways, but I think it so, shows so much pride and so much emotion and how much that you're actually aware of what's going on in this, in this country. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it also just like having these experiences just makes you appreciate the people around you a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you really go through life uh, knowing that tomorrow's not guaranteed, that, mm-hmm. you know, anything could happen, that something could change or, you know, and I think death or trauma or these big circumstances that happen, you know, really, really change that, um, you know, just having gone through the death of a coworker and good friend, like, it really hits hard because you you know that it's not guaranteed that tomorrow is not guaranteed and it's like make the most of it while you're here like yeah. do everything you can to to change this world to show the world who you are to mm-hmm. to leave your impact even mm-hmm. if it's not if it's not seen immediately it could be like you know decades down the road that your impact is finally yeah shown. for sure And it definitely, like, hold the people you care about so close. And, like, yeah. 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 And you have other, like, people you're close with who are serving in the military, too. Mm -hmm. So what's that, like, you know, now as an adult? (laughs) I think it's 
It's definitely weird. Um, my brother joined the military. Um, and that was kind of a shock, honestly. But I kind of get it. I've thought about joining myself. Because um, I think it... I don't know if this is the reason my brother joined, but I think like the idea of going into the military would make me feel closer to my dad and like, yeah, able to experience what he experienced and, um, like what I maybe missed out on, like if he hadn't died so young mm-hmm. I think. um so there's that and then my partner right now is in the navy and he's on deployment and that's that's pretty hard too but i i think it gives me time to like when he's gone i can like you know we have this sort of thing where if he's gone I'm like trying to focus on myself and like um you know really work on myself a lot and like whether that's like mentally or like physically um I don't know because yeah yeah no (laughs) I totally get that yeah not that I don't do that when he's here but I you know you have have the time you have the freedom you have the energy (laughs) um but no I totally get that and like Mm -hmm. like what you were saying about joining the military and kind of closing that circle um Mm -hmm. I I totally feel that like you know like I said my dad got hurt when he when I was 12 or Mm -hmm. nine he retired when I was 12 and so that and that was three years were recovery like there was no you know, we moved from Ohio to Texas, but that it was just strict recovery. Yeah. Um, and then from when I was like an infant to se- seven, I think he mm-hmm. was out. He took a seven year break in service. So mm-hmm. like I didn't really experience much military life um, besides the trauma from it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just the good stuff, you just know, the good stuff. <laughs> um, but it's it's left. uh like hole in my heart where it's like I feel like I was placed into this lifestyle and Mm -hmm. didn't live it didn't understand it I mean I lived what I was supposed to like you know the universe does everything for a reason Mm -hmm. and everything happens for a reason and you know I'm not saying that but it's like I feel like I missed out on so much you know I talked to people and they're like I moved so many times I lived yeah 18 year military child uh a career in a sense you know um and it's like okay that's great but like I moved twice and I you know went through four months of a deployment I was born during a deployment and my sister was born during an appointment the year after so we're both deployment babies but I don't remember those yeah you know I remember a couple um trainings that my dad left for but I don't remember there was never a point in my life where he was gone for five months or longer Mm -hmm. and so it's like okay how do I fill this hole 
with Mm -hmm. something. And it's like, okay, well, for the longest time, I did not want to marry into the military. I was like, that's, I'm done. I've seen the trauma. I've seen what can happen, like not, not happening. It's not in my cards. And Mm -hmm. then dating a service member, it's like, oh, you know, you get that fulfillment of, you know, and that's, if I was talking to to Morgan, she'd be like, that's some trauma you need to heal from. <laughs> but, um, um, me too. <laughs> but at the same point, it's like, you know, dating him and being engaged to him was like, this fulfills something, mm-hmm. you know, deep that yeah. you miss out on. And so, you know, for me, being a spouse is like, oh, that's a goal now. Like, that's a dream. Um, right. And I yeah. say, well, I'm not in control of that fully because, you know, that's my spouse and I'm not going to force someone to join the military. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But like that is like something that it's like, OK, longing for. But again, can't make that decision. <laughs> that's not my yeah. decision to make. But then yeah. it's like finding different ways to be involved with the military community and you know, doing the podcast, doing events and surrounding myself with people who get it, who live that lifestyle is fulfillment enough too. Mm-hmm. I know it's such a unique um, community and it's, yeah, it's amazing. It's, it is. Yeah. And I people think us that we're crazy for wanting to you know, for longing for it. And it's like, no, we're not. <laughs> no, no, I, I love going on base. It's yes. Like, yeah. There's something about it. I don't know if it's like my childhood or it's like this like secret place <laughs> that everyone can go to. I'm like, I just love being on it. Yeah. Me and my fr- one friend said our ID cards are like little VIP cards. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but it's the culture. Like you walk on base and it's like, it's that culture you're in, that environment. You know, every time I see a uniform, even if it's off base, it's like, oh my gosh, like I feel like I'm home. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, I f- I feel... I don't know how to explain it, but like, it's a totally different vibe and it's Mm -hmm. like a very respectful and like, um, I just feel like I need to, you know, sit up straighter. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just, you know. And you know, a lot of people hate, and if I lived on base, I would probably get quickly annoyed by it too, but five o'clock, like you stop what you're doing, you know? And that's like, it's like, oh, I can't even think of the word, but it's, it's something that it's like, oh, this is special. Like, let's get excited. Um, But everyone hates it because, you know, they live on base and it's every single day. So I can see why it gets annoying, but it's like, when you're not there, it's like, oh, little party. (laughs) I have this like running, I don't know if you'd call it a joke, but kind of a joke with my Mm -hmm. partner if I hear it, I'm like, I'm standing up. I'm standing Mm -hmm. like the whole time. And he's like, we're inside. Like, (laughs) why are you doing this? This is not, (laughs) you don't have to. No, I totally get it though. Cause it's little things like that, that you just, you cling to. And it's like, Oh, like, this is a little bit of adrenaline in my veins. Like, you know, going on base. I swear though, I will say the PX is one of my favorite places to go clothes shopping. So 
it oh my god it feels so like like again it feels like not everyone is like allowed to be here right it's you got the military discount yes (laughs) there are so many things that it's like okay like I really miss this you know Mm -hmm. in the military life but then you know like you're saying it's hard when somebody is away you know Mm -hmm. and so it's like then that was my hardest thing in my last relationship of okay how do I live alone like how like I'm here you're there half of my heart is here half my heart is there like you know and so that's when you really and I didn't do it like I should have um mm-hmm. but you know hindsight's twenty twenty. so <laughs> you look back and you're like oh like that that is time for me to be me that's time for me to work on me and improve me and um even if that's a parent, like if there are military kids listening to this, like even if your parent is gone, like mm-hmm. for me, it was always when my dad would go and it sounds ridiculous, but um, it's just how I dealt with it in the moment of like, okay, he'd be gone. There would be TV shows that we would watch together that I wouldn't watch. Like mm-hmm. him and I still to this day, like we both love Legos. And so when he would go, even if it were for a month and Legos were my favorite toy to play with, I wouldn't play with Legos. Yeah. Like it would be, I'd pull them out and I would just, I always cried when my dad left. Like always, Mm -hmm. like the fact that I didn't cry all of the, the water out and just (laughs) shrivel up was insane. Um, but if I pulled out Legos, I would just start bawling my eyes out. Or mm-hmm. if I, our TV show was Phineas and Ferb. And so if I turned Phineas and Ferb on and or it was on TV, like I would start crying. So yeah. if it was on, I had to like completely block it out and not pay attention to it or mm-hmm. go do something else because mm-hmm. it was it's just not happening. It's just a reminder like that they're gone. Yeah. Because that's something that you used to do, you know, with a parent, with a loved one, with mm-hmm. your spouse, with your partner. Like, it's just something that you're so used to doing with them. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, all right, well, what do I do now? You're not here. Like, yeah. now I can imagine, um, you know, my dad and I are both big football people. Like, I could not imagine him being gone like today and having to watch the Browns game by myself. Like I just could not have imagined that. Like that is our thing to do every Sunday. Yeah. That's awesome. Have you watched it today? <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. The game was on at it's like six o'clock here. And mm-hmm. so the game was on at one. So they did win, thankfully. Yeah. My family is downstairs watching it right now. Watching <laughs> it right now. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Oh, the is Football is life. I love football. Who wouldn't love football? I have a hard time following it. Yeah. Like, I understand the rules. I just, like, space out after a while. I get that. It's not for everyone, but yeah, it's <laughs> definitely, like yeah. it's my favorite sport. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. It is. But, you know, it's things like that, that it's like, all right, well, you're not here. Like, what would I do without you? Like, mm-hmm. Um, but no, like working on yourself and, um, working on your goals, finding your goals, because let me tell you, that's hard. Yeah. And it's like, it's a good time to do it because like, 
sometimes it's easy to like be a little codependent on someone like Mm -hmm. I try not to be but sometimes I can be with my partner yeah and like when he's gone I'm like okay Hannah like it's time for you to like really just you know yeah I think that codependency thing that's like something I struggled with and Mm -hmm. it's like you find someone and you latch on and it's like, all right, well, this is it. Like this is it till the end. And when it's not, and you know, my heartbreak was two Mm -hmm. months of being heartbroken. Yeah. But, um, you know, when that person even, you know, goes on a deployment or Mm -hmm. goes away or has school or something and it's like, okay, well, what do I do now? Like, I have all of this free time that I don't like having because I Mm -hmm. just keep thinking of of you, of what we could be doing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 Finding out what your goals are Mm -hmm. and setting your goals and being you is one of the most important things. Mm -hmm. I will say it's not easy because like you said, it's like you want to just be thinking about like them the whole time and like... Mm -hmm all the things that could be happening and like it sucks so much that they are gone mm-hmm. but yeah yeah I don't know like if you felt this way too or you feel this way but it's like I would feel guilty like mm-hmm. not thinking of you know my ex when we were in our relationship because it was like oh well like I'm here doing this and then it, hour or two would go by and I wouldn't even like wouldn't even cross my mind because I would be busy doing what I was doing and then it's like oh like even though he's sleeping right now because he's on the other side of the country or on the other side of the world it's like I feel so guilty that I just spent two hours of my life and you didn't even cross my mind once yeah it's like it's so ridiculous like don't feel guilty for it yeah yeah for sure yeah there's it's little things like that that being in a military relationship you know even though we lived somewhat of it and we understand it more than somebody who has no military background at all would understand mm-hmm. you know it gives us kind of that slight advantage yeah. but it's like i don't want to <laughs> like i don't want to understand this no and i feel like part of it could be like because like it's I don't know it's almost harder because we want to like fill that void of like our childhood military life yeah maybe a little bit and I feel like that comes with like its own you know its own trauma yeah its own yeah everything yeah Yeah. it's it's definitely, I think now, especially at our age, it's just like filling the voids, filling the voids. And mm-hmm. I do hope your relationship works out. I don't want to, okay. you know, I do hope yeah. it works out. But it's like, um, and if that fills the void for you, then great. But it's like, there are, it could not. And you have to find something where it's like, okay, like I have to fill this void. I have to deal with the trauma that happened, you know, a decade ago, over yeah. a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Um and fill that and figure out what can satisfy that need 
for mm-hmm. for happiness, for joy, because you know it's just gonna keep spiraling down, and then we're gonna be in our forties and fifties, and it's like, okay, what are we gonna yeah. do now? Yeah, because I'm still dealing with this from when I was like nine. No, it's so hard, and yeah, it's <laughs> it's interesting how much like one huge experience can like just affect you for so long yeah like it just keep until you really go through break it down and deal with it it's Mm -hmm. just like you think you you've dealt with it but you've really just suppressed it enough to be like okay we're good now and then one thing happens one thing that happens and it will trigger it and it's like oh nope haven't dealt with that yet let's have yeah. another breakdown and then suppress it again and then reset the cycle yes for sure yeah so constant work it is it really is and you know unfortunately enough it's just gonna be constant work through the end like mm-hmm. you're gonna have to constantly you know fight the demons of you know this catastrophic thing happened in my life and it's like okay well what do I do now like how do I move on and once you figure out how to move on like I mean for me it was in a person Mm -hmm. when that person left what do I have now like Mm -hmm. I have to you have to figure out how to deal with it yourself and for me I always figure that out in another person or something Mm -hmm. that's not permanent something that's temporary and doesn't work out that well that way yeah I get that yeah it's really hard I feel like sometimes like I don't know what the answer is necessarily um because I'm you know still figuring it out but Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes like at least for me like I almost have to like keep my dad's values in my heart when I'm going through life because if I like forget about his values which are like things like you know be a really kind person love people um he was just a great person like yeah um but if I don't keep that in my heart then I don't feel connected to him anymore and I think sometimes like throughout life like you go through other experiences that might make you kind of not want to you know be a loving person like I sometimes it's hard to you know trust people and all that and the more you like step away from like who your parent was I feel like when like all the love that you felt and all that like I can only speak for myself, but the more I step away from that, the less I feel connected to him. And that's, that's really hard. Yeah. And I think, you know, having that connection, you know, especially to someone who's gone and having that connection and, you know, carrying on their values, I think Mm -hmm. that is the most impactful thing. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, that in itself is healing, you know, mm-hmm. and being kind to people, helping people, you know, being there for people. And, um, you know, 
it's so, so just impactful to do that mm-hmm. and know that your parent is in a sense living through you. Mm-hmm. I think that is, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Especially like when it's been so long because like, right. Um, the longer it is, like it is harder to feel like the memories, I don't want to say that they fade away, but like a little bit. They still do. Yeah. Um, And so like you can't always, you know, remember them through like those memories, but you can remember them through who they were. Right. That can, you know, keep you connected. Right. And because of how young you were, you Mm -hmm. know, even it's hard to remember things that happen Mm -hmm. when you're six. And so having like concrete memories like that, you don't necessarily do that. You remember those values of people and those characteristics of them and how they treated others and how they treated you. And you remember those more than you do like, oh, we're going to this store today. We're going to the park today. We're doing yeah. you know, X, Y, Z. Um, yeah. We're going to the zoo or something, you know, mm-hmm. that you did with that person. You you remember who they were and how they acted and how they treated others. And those you know, values over memories stick out so much more. Yes, a hundred percent. No. And that's, you know, and while it's hard to, to say, okay, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to be just like this person. Like you have to be your own person. And even though like carrying on those values, like you said, it's hard to to trust people. It's hard to do all of that especially now in this world like it's so hard to to trust people it's so hard to be nice to everyone especially just the way everything is now and so it's like okay you do something and then it's like okay well let me step back like was that the right thing to do like you know but then uh you know remembering like I always go through and say what would this person have done what how would this person have handled this situation and then it's like okay like I feel more confident now yeah totally yeah so the last thing I want to ask you is what would what advice would you give to another military child Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would say Stay connected to the friends that you have, Um, especially if you're younger, you know, you have like really close friends and then you move and you don't like when you don't stay connected to them. It's like you look back and you're like, oh, my God, I miss this person, but I don't even know their last name. Yeah, Um, (laughs) I think that's the hard part. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Um. So I think there's that. And then I don't know. I wasn't in the military lifestyle long enough, I feel like. But take care of yourself, you know, because there is a lot of moving around and there's a lot of like experiences that a lot of people don't have. And I think it can get hard and 
because a lot of people don't have those experiences there's like not everyone gets it so you know reach out to that military community and listen to your podcast (laughs) (laughs) you're so sweet (laughs) Uh, but yeah no I seriously think you know having your your military community Mm-hmm. behind you is the most important thing and keeping your community because like you said you have to like keep those contacts and those connections and if you don't do that then you got to put the work in to get anything back so yeah. if you put the work in to keep those connections keep that community then you'll get it right back but if you don't then yeah that's where it's hard and yeah. especially at a young age like at least for us we didn't have cell phones at like you know 10 where other people have cell phones at 10 now at eight younger my mind um so it's easy to stay in contact with people we had to write letters and that wasn't happening all the time so (laughs) exactly yeah I would say you know for parents like if your kid has like friends get in touch with their parents and yes yeah that's huge because you'll probably like if you're in the military lifestyle long enough you'll probably see them again yes we don't know if that's true but (laughs) sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't but you know the it's a small world like somebody's Mm -hmm. gonna know like every time you move I've always um well not it's not hundred percent, but you know, mm-hmm. a good majority of the time, like you have a mutual friend somewhere, the place that yeah. you're going to. So like don't burn bridges either. Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> That'll come back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much, Hannah, for being on the podcast and sharing sharing your journey. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Grease of a Military Child and Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like, follow, and comment. Also, be sure to check out Instagram and Facebook at Grace of a Military Child and Life for more awesome content. For information on the podcast, Military Child Bigs and Littles, Go AMCL blog, or other resources, visit www.goamcl.org. You can also email me at gracie, that's G-R-A-C-I-E at G-O-A-M-C-L dot org with any questions or comments. To be a guest on the podcast, you can schedule it at www.goamcl.org forward slash schedule a podcast, all one word, or contact me via social media or email. Stay tuned for the next episode where another incredible story is shared.